their band. It is time to keep your appointment with this shitty movie. I'm sorry, it's really it's so shitty. Whatever you do, don't watch this movie. Look at them, Damien. They're all so bad. everyone, this is Podcast of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror-related. I'm Zach Palmer. Sitting next to me is Isaac Wright. Words are impossible to use to explain my distress at the moment. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And joining us from across the void is Chrissy Beetle. I'm a slut for moth, man. <laughs> oh, there's a song. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, this is their bad number three about Mothman prophecies where there's no outline and no news. Even though technically there is news, but we'll tell it to you next week. Uh, Fuck it's you, gonna... it's old news. You can <laughs> eat our old news. Eat it. <laughs> you dumb bitch. I thought you were going to say you could eat our old ass. <laughs> yeah, you can eat my old what? ass too. <laughs> Anyway, the uh, the the brace, basic breakdown of uh, this their bad episode is that I'm rather neutral. Uh, I mean, I have criticisms about this uh, movie that I'll bring up, of course, but there are things that I like about it. Uh, Chrissy, I think, likes it quite a bit. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm fond of it. I, it has its chance, but yeah, there are things that are awful with it. But right. I overall, I like it a lot. And and Isaac, <laughs> Isaac has opinions. I have to fucking hate this movie. It's, so, it's the slowest piece of garbage that you could watch. Like you know that like that Burger King foot lettuce meme. That's more engaging <laughs> than this whole film. <laughs> Burger King foot lettuce. Fucking, oh, okay, so basically, this is my short synopsis. My short synopsis is Chrissy likes movies that are boring, go nowhere, <laughs> there's no fucking, and the best product placement they could get is Chapstick. That's Look, the short I synopsis. Like, oh, yeah. I just like things about The Mothman. I have watched some of the worst programs about The Mothman, and this was still better than them, and this is fucking obviously... Exaggerated. Uh, that, okay. is, that is fair. As a parallel to that, I've watched a lot of serial killer documentaries, especially a lot of ones on H.H. Holmes, and there are some really, really, really bad things related to true crime out there and kind of paranormal mm-hmm. things that... Uh, this this is not really the worst. Of no, them, I've seen it, similar to that. You know, I, I love ancient aliens. But I've, <laughs> I've seen some off-brand ancient aliens oh, yeah. like documentaries. Yeah. Wow, they're rough to watch. Yeah. They ancient are, aliens ancient is ancient it? Ancient aliens is my stepdad all the time. Oh yeah, no, it's the best show on television. Oh, ancient aliens is really entertaining. <laughs> when are we gonna do a podcast episode on ancient aliens? Anytime. Oh, anytime. Yeah, anytime. I've seen the whole series. Like, That'll twice. just be like a bonus, a bonus series. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but back to Mothman Prophecies. Let me give you a breakdown of what this fucking bullshit is about. <laughs> so, basically, it starts off with this guy who's dating Grace from Will and Grace. <laughs> but but the reason Will and Grace was canceled is because she died in this movie. And um, so, she's gone, and the guy that was married to her has this big house now that he gets to take shits in alone. Uh, <laughs> The greatest description of your spouse dying ever. We could do it. I have this big house that I gotta shit alone in. 
So anyway, um, so he takes a 30-minute drive, and it's done in real time in the movie. It actually takes 30 minutes for him to get from point A to point B, but it actually turns out that he traveled 400 miles to fucking this place place called Point Pleasant, which is in West Virginia, and he doesn't know how he got there, and he gets held at shotgun point by this crazy man, and that's the best part of the film. Everything goes downhill from there. It's all about, how did I get here? And who's whispering voices in my ear? And why did he think he's seen me before? I've never been here. And Laura Linney, for God's sakes, she's a treasure in this movie because somehow she's able to like have some degree of emotion Richard Gere has done good work he doesn't in this oh, like yeah, he no. just sobs around and is like, I love her so much and she's like shut up come to Christmas Eve with me I'm gonna yeah. murder you and yeah. he does and it's fun but anyway so like I said all the driving in this movie happens in real time and there's so much of it it encompasses pretty much, I'd say, two-thirds of this 75-hour-long film. And it's <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers Endgame? It's the Avengers Endgame of Mothman movies. Um, but anyway, Gordon... Oh, cryptid cinematic universe? <laughs> yes. Why don't we get an all-cryptid cinematic universe? <laughs> Seriously. But, okay, so anyway... Gordon Short facial hair uh, always gets <laughs> it, it meets up with this man named Indrid Cole who cold, cold excuse me you need to enunciate that last D it's important <laughs> um, and so he gets this premonition about ninety nine people dying somewhere I don't remember it's not really important uh, but then ninety nine people die in that unspecified place and they're like oh shit and then fucking. I don't even remember half of it. To be fair. Okay. Every time I've watched this film, I've fallen asleep in it. I watched this film last night with my girlfriend. We both fell asleep in it. I got up at three and was like, okay, I need to finish this movie for the podcast. I tried watching it again and I fell asleep. I Okay. And during that point when I fell asleep, I was having dreams about the movie that were more interesting than the movie actually is. Like my favorite one was where I was really... Richard Gere's character and a police officer in the police station was talking to me, but I, and he was saying important things about the case, but I was sitting there trying to figure out how to adjust the contrast on my Game Boy, and that was way more interesting than this movie. That's my synopsis. Okay, I think we can end the episode right here, because you just fucking roasted it to a crisp. <laughs> to a fucking crisp. <laughs> That was brilliant. And those voices, you know, those voices and why you drove to West Virginia. I guess you could say the ghosts of West Virginia were calling him home. Oh, God. I did sing Country Roads Take Me Home like three times watching this movie. I just made a Bloods Kid reference. Hey, Olga Goolsby, please let me um, take some merchandise for that reference. Thanks. Okay, uh, I didn't know where. Yeah, I wasn't was going sure where that sentence was going. <laughs> didn't He's know where it was going. Yeah, I, can't float I was like, with man. Uh, I was like, how much editing am I about to need to do? <laughs> I can't float with the man, even though he is the reason that I absolutely love the Mothman. Okay, but anyway, like I said, that's my synopsis. 
Where do y'all want to go from here? I'm willing to talk about the movie, but I think what I would like to talk about first a little bit is what this is based on. Yes. Because that's, that's way more interesting, guys. Yeah. Like I said, we'll get back to how how pants on fire bad this movie is in a second. <laughs> but it's based on interesting stuff. It's yeah. based on really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so the thing is, is I, I obviously a lot of people have heard of Mothman. Uh, Mothman... The, the the first sightings of Mothman that we know of were in Point Pleasant in 1967. Yeah. Right? 60, is it 67? Was it, it was like across two years. Was it 67 and 68, right? Um, uh, 67 was when the bridge collapsed. It was like between so 65, bit, 66, 67. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, so so basically there there was the Mothman describe the Mothman to us, Chrissy. Well, uh, other than the fact that the Mothman is my wife. <laughs> and I will have no one say shit about him. There are various iterations of, because obviously people s- interpret how he looks differently, but right. most versions of him are, he is a big winged man with, with, with arms and massive muscles, red glowing eyes, and he's furry like a moth. Hence why he is called the Mothman. Yeah, the big red eyes is is a large part of it because um, the supposedly a lot of the run-ins with Mothman uh, people have gotten conjunctivitis in their eyes from from I guess the glowing redness of of Mothman's eyes, or they've even gotten what's like equivalent to like a sunburn from like the glowing of his eyes. I guess is huh. is like there's been multiple like cases of that happening, like recorded cases of that happening. Um, and the thing is, in this, the Mothman is so integral to, like, the mythology of West Virginia, of course, because, like, everybody that you know from West Virginia, Ash, uh, our roommate is from West Virginia, has a story about seeing Mothman. Mm-hmm. Everybody you ask from West Virginia has has some sort of story of sighting Mothman. He's like the Jersey Devil in New Jersey. He is like the Jersey Devil, yeah. yeah. Only the Jersey Devil has proven to be a little bit more BS than Yeah, true. This. Yeah, but, but also... Not just in America, but loads of other places have continued seeing Mothman since the Point Pleasant. Right. For example, um, he was apparently seen in Freiburg, Germany, before a mine collapse. Mm -hmm. He was also apparently seen around Chernobyl before the plant blew up. And I also read that he was seen in, um, in, I don't remember which Russian city it was, but there were some bombings, some apartment bombings. He was seen. Yeah. Seen uh, there. Before, prior to that, like right. I think that was in the nineties. I don't. He remember was what seen year that was. recently in like the past four years, four or five years. I I keep up with Mothman news, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> sad. Yeah. Ma- he was seen in like Taiwan before like a load of buildings came down. Right. He was also seen apparently two days before nine eleven in New York, and they have pictures of him flying away from <laughs> the Twin Towers. Oh wow. The thing about Mothman is, I, I feel I view uh, Mothman a lot like a banshee, like a ban- mm. like banshees are like they normally precede some sort of unfortunate event. It depends on like the the category of banshee, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but he's a lot like that, or he's like a, sort of like a Sahirith, if you know what a Sahirith is. Sahirith is like a uh, normally it's it's a specific thing. It's a cry that banshee makes before a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's what a Sahirith is. But um, yeah, but it's. Uh, him and like Mothman and like the Flatwoods monster are both like really interesting characters. Flatwoods but... monster is close to my heart as well. Yeah, she Flatwoods. Is a queen. Yeah, Flatwoods monster is also a West Virginia monster. But and see what I didn't know. Um, 
because I didn't take anything this movie had to say seriously at all, um, any time <laughs> that I've watched it, I didn't know that uh, the re the reality was that the Mothman had this kind of omen nature to yeah. him, uh -huh. that where he kind of precedes terrible events. I always right. thought that he was kind of just a cryptid that appeared to people in West Virginia, because all the accounts I had read, he kind of just appears on the side of the road, people are driving, and, and yes. their lights catch him, and the lights catch the eyes, and people say they look like bicycle reflectors and stuff. Yeah. Like that, right? And they just scare the shit out of them. Yeah. And then I know I that, would, I would shit myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, if I was a Mothman, other than also having a massive boner, <laughs> I would probably be covered in shit. <laughs> I would be um, aroused and scared. And then one of the, I, 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 one of the things that interesting things I read on Wikipedia is that they, they have scientists have come out and said that well, they have given explanations as to what some of these sightings may be. One of which is like a man-sized bird, which with over a ten-foot wingspan or something. And well, I just like thought a, that was because, and apparently it, well, like they account California for the redness. Condor? No, I, I, I'll have to look it up, but they no, no, no. I mean like that, like because con California condors are really that. Big. Oh, are they? They're, yeah, they're, they're so fucking some, huge. It was some sort of crane. And they account for the redness because the actual bird does have like red spots under its eyes, and so they eh. use that. But it's not native to West Virginia, and there's no fucking reason why it yeah. would go to West well, Virginia. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you want to get into a scientific explanation, yeah, maybe it's a fucking bird, but it wouldn't explain everything else. <laughs> maybe that, it's a fucking cause, bird. Because here's the thing: that that whole period of '65 to '67, where the, where Mothman was first spotted, it was accompanied by a whole bunch of other shit that yeah, happened. Yeah, loads in, of stuff Pleasant. happened in like. Point Pleasant. Now, now, a lot of people probably know this if you've seen this movie, or you may not know this at all, but Mothman Prophecies is based off a 1970 book called The Mothman Prophecies, written by John Keel. John Keel was a paranormal researcher that went to Point Pleasant in, I believe, 66, 67, in that, in that range, and started, and was basically interrogating, like, the townsfolk and things that they've seen, and reporting on everything. Like, he had this whole journal about things that were happening uh, to him and to other people in Point Pleasant in this period, because it wasn't just Mothman. There was also uh, a shit ton of, of uh, what we what they call um, a flap of UFO sightings. Uh, in, in ufology, it's called a flap. Mm, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's it was a whole like a whole huge just slew of UFO sightings that happened alongside these Mothman sightings and everything that else that happened because it wasn't just stuff like this. There was also uh, reports of people seeing men in black. Uh, reports of people just having weird experiences in general that weren't like necessarily related on any sort of paranormal level, but they were just weird things that happened around this time. It's not missing. like. Because she started reporting on the men in black and connected it to the Mothman sightings, and she mysteriously went missing. She went missing? What was her name? Because um, I, I think I know the story something? you're Yeah, I think I know the story you're talking about, but I don't I, I don't I don't remember hearing about her going missing. I, remember... I heard that she was threatened. I know that she was threatened by by supposedly by men in black, but I don't remember her ever going missing. I know she went missing for like a couple of days, but then just turned back up. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, uh, I think, yeah. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of weird... Basically what I'm saying, there's a whole bunch of fucking weird stories that surround this whole this whole period of time in Point does, Pleasant. Do we know... Does the original book cover all of that? 
he wasn't just there for Mothman, or was yeah, it... he was he was there like Mothman was like he discovered that kind a of piece, it. Uh, like a mm. small piece of it. Oh, okay, like Mothman, like in the grand scheme of this whole thing that happened in this time period, Mothman's only like a small part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and was he pleasant? Uh, not pleasant. Was he? Was <laughs> he, he present? I'm sure. I'm sure he was a pleasant man. Yes. <laughs> was he present for the collapse of the Silver Bridge? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. yes so he was. they oh, saw damn. him standing at the shore oh, when damn. it collapsed. Because that's the big that's the big finale of this movie is the collapse of the Point Ple- or the uh, uh, Silver City Bridge in Point Pleasant, which is an actual event that happened. Yes, uh, just back in '67, I believe. Yeah, '67, yeah. December. And, um, and so I, I like I said, I haven't read the book unfortunately, so I can't speak. I to actually how much none of, it of is, us have. I yeah. don't think, but that's. I mean, I think Christy and I collectively known know so much about it that we don't really need yeah. to read the yeah, book. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't <laughs> but need yeah. to read the book. I I, I know horribly too much about Mothman. <laughs> yeah, but the, but like I said, John Kill reported on, on not just Mothman, he reported on all these other weird shit mm-hmm. things that were happening at the time, and of course, he reported on Injured Cold, yeah, which Injured Cold is, in the in the Mothman, are tied very closely. See, and that's one thing that the movie doesn't make clear, and like I said, we'll get back to the movie in a second, but uh, the movie doesn't really make clear how the two are connected, because I, I, I was never clear... Is Injured Cold the Mothman, or is he just a force? See, I thought it was no, like, because they do say that Injured Cold appears differently to different people, right. so I didn't know if he appeared as the Mothman to some people and not to, as others, like to Gordon. So I was confused on uh, who he was and what his relationship to the Mothman was. There's a lot of theories out there. Yeah. Um, Injured Cold, to me, uh, I believe Injured Cold to be like an emissary of some sort. Of whatever is the, I guess, the driving force behind all the weird shit that happened around that time. Uh, but I, I, like I said, I, I feel like he's some sort of emissary from, if you want to call it like another dimension or the fucking aliens or whatever the fuck it is. I he was an you know? alien. That's... Who was, uh, or a ghost connected with poltergeist activity in certain homes when he huh. was visiting Point Pleasant. Right. I mean, if we, if we, I know we already mentioned ancient aliens, and unfortunately, I've seen too much of that show. But anytime, <laughs> anytime there is a large degree of UFO activity or any kind of paranormal activity in a place, that's always usually tied to the place itself. Like it, that that place, it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle or that other one that's in like the Chesapeake area. I can't remember the name of that one, but there's another big. Oh, the tri- Hudson Valley. Yeah, sightings? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a couple of different places around the country that are just like nexuses of paranormal yes. activity or UFO activity. Yeah. So that's kind of what this is, and so that's what Injured Cole seems to be is some sort of like you said emissary, but not from like anything supernatural, yeah. more like paranormal or not paranormal, um, more alien, uh, right? Uh, extraterrestrial. But there's also there's also theories, of course, floating around out there that aliens are actually interdimensional beings and mm. that sort of thing. Yeah, mm. like. There's they all kind of all the theories kind of tie together in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That whole thing's really like we could talk like a whole few hours on this topic. But True, it, yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's that's the thing is injured cold. We're never really sure, and we really don't know enough to know what injured cold is. We we just we can just theorize. But there are there there are person there a thing, and they they smile. They they they, yeah, they was, also live <laughs> in a society. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with this. Uh, yeah. you, if you look up Injured Cole, you can see uh, an artist rendition of what he uh, looks like. Uh, and the, but then you scroll down a little bit, 
uh, I think in History's Mysteries or whatever it is. And there is a article called, like, Indrin Cold, The Smiling Man of Mystery in 1960s America or something. And right next to that is the thumbnail of the Joker. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, well, you, this wasn't written well. like the, uh, the Laughing Man from a horror movie from, like, back in the 40s, I think. It's black and white, grinning face, can't remember the film. But I just, know, reminded- I just know he's known as the Laughing Man. I, th- I think I've heard of that, but actually what he reminded me of was there was that viral marketing thing that they did around some cities. It was like, have you seen that, that this man? What? And he's like, that guy, that guy. And it was like, people have seen oh, this yeah. man in their dreams of you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. and like people got freaked out, but it turned out it was just like a hoax. It was just yeah. like a viral marketing thing. Yeah. That's what that picture reminded me of. Though, right. Was this man. So yeah. you're interested you in just some man? bullshit. Yeah. Has, <laughs> has he told you about our Lord and Savior, the Mothman? And and I would say that if any of these topics interest you, definitely read Mothman Prophecies, because it's probably the quintessential book to kind of get into this sort of thing. Because, of course, John Keel is the best source, because Mm. he was there when it happened. He has firsthand accounts of so much crap, and he has, you know, he has reports of other people that have seen so much shit that happened at the time. And Indrid Cold, like... Obviously, John Keel's not the only one that interacted with Indrid Cold. There's a lot of other people that have, that have like, reports about Indrid Cold. And, of course, like we said, he comes in different forms and all that sort of stuff. It's, just, it's really fascinating stuff, but it's just, like, I don't know. There's so much <laughs> to talk about Yeah, there. see, I, I, the, the, <clears throat> it, it speaks to how ingrained Mothman is to the American psyche, I guess. Uh, he's kind of mm-hmm. quintessentially quite, quite known, but not a lot is known about him. Right. Because when I was a kid... <laughs> he was uh but the the first time i learned about mothman was when i was a kid and i got one of those you know famous monsters of the americas book uh-huh, yeah. so I think that's where i learned a about cryptid book yeah yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. yeah and uh, that's where i learned about like jersey devil and some of these and chupacabra and all this type of stuff for the a first time book. uh mothman yeah. was definitely in there and like i said i kind of just got that base knowledge of kind of appeared on the side of the road like a creepy winged hitchhiker and stares at you with goof eyes and you're just like ooh, he's spooky and then you drive away and nothing <laughs> happens that's all i knew about it but uh um, like I said, learning that there is more depth to it uh, is probably the one good thing that I'll say that this movie did. Right, is giving me the 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 interest or to making me know that other things exist about Mothman than just this movie. Right. It makes me happy. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> my first experience learning about Mothman was this movie. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's 2002. It's definitely like in that sort of formative period where I'm trying yeah. to get more curious yeah, about that sort of stuff. Like, even on a minute, it's dated as a film. The, uh, the, when I, I never saw this movie when it came out, but we saw the advertisements a lot. My friend and I, my oh, friend SR yeah. and I, mm-hmm. uh, we thought that chapstick thing that appeared in all the trailers was funny as hell. And uh, for one time, he just, SR, before I had even seen the trailer, he came up to he's like, do you know what I have in my hand? <laughs> and he's, I'm just like, what? Chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a joke that persisted for at least three or four weeks. Oh, man. <laughs> so oh, man. Th- that, that's been the impact of this film on me <laughs> up until now. Now I have a much more deep-seated <laughs> hatred for it. Yeah. Um, see, here's the thing. We just got finished talking about so much stuff that relates to this Mothman story and and, and so much that there, that could have been talked about in this movie that was really long, but they didn't, they didn't end up touching on a lot of it. And that's one of my biggest gripes about it is that there's so much stuff to this Mothman story and there's so much stuff in Mothman prophecies that they could have added, 
but they when they wanted to make a drama for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, they wanted it. They focused yeah. on this bullshit melodrama angle that goes nowhere. Well, yeah. And it goes there so slowly. There's a reason <laughs> they included a lot about the death of his wife. Because that happened to John Keel right after he wrote the book. His wife died. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's just where they were pulling from. Yeah, and that's fine. You can include that but as part was, of the story, but it's not like one of the longest bits, right? And I mean, we've ta- we've talked about that. We talked about this when we talked about uh, it follows, but we talked about this period of film where like everything sucked, basically, yeah. <laughs> which is like the late '90s and the early 2000s, and this is kind of from that era. And, and this has a lot yeah. of the things about that era that uh, that irritate yeah. the shit out of me. Because yeah. there are some things this movie does. I'll, I'll give the movie the credit that I think it has. Okay, so the credit is. Some of the acting is good. I really, unfortunately, Richard Gere has like the lowest degree of acting. I like the acting mm. for most of the yeah. other people in it. I really like the use of color in this movie because most mm-hmm. of the time it's pretty drab. Yeah. But anytime there's red on the screen, it's always there for a purpose. Yeah. Because it's the Mothman's eyes. It's the little lights on top of the bridge. Yes. It's yeah. like the tint. The visuals, the visuals are very on point. Yeah. I'll say that. So those are really good. Yeah. But then interspersed with those visuals is that crappy ass early 2000s like shutter jumpy cam yeah. and like speed shots and stuff used yeah. to like, this is intense. And you're like, it's not. Intense. Nothing about this movie is intense. Right. It's like watching a snail eat a leaf and then <laughs> shit it out over a two-hour period. <laughs> yeah, I in in yeah. It, it, as far as we're getting into more gripes, the, my other gripe about it really is the pacing. I mean, as you would imagine, it's so long, but it doesn't really get to any sort of point until like the, the last. 20 minutes maybe where the the bridge collapse happens and all that stuff but it's not really it's rather uneventful film otherwise like there's a lot of like sort of creepy things that happen here and there like the whole phone conversation with Andrew Cold's really good I like that whole thing but it's not like it's, it's not like enough to to momentum the movie through the it's all its paces do you know what I mean like there's like there's not enough like momentum through the whole thing yeah and they lose they lose you when they do, it's strange, when they actually start talking about Mothman, they kind of lose you. That bit where he's talking to the philosopher, the the psychologist or whatever, yeah. the, scienti- the scientific dude in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, when they're talking to him, it loses so much momentum because you're like, none of this interesting stuff you're talking about has been shown to Right, them. exactly. You know what I mean? You're talking about interesting, cool shit. Chernobyl just came up. Fucking the storm in Galveston just came up. Nothing is interesting has happened up until now. So he does all this crazy shit. We're just not seeing it. That's cool. Thanks, movie. I guess I'll just check out until this fucking big support wire hits that dumb kid who he knows the name of, even though I don't remember seeing him in the movie at all. Okay, okay. Back, back it up a little <laughs> bit. Of, just calm down. Kind of happened in that period of movies, though, if you notice. Like, just so much shit. It's just like, oh, no explanation for you. Yeah, true. Here, let, let's let's be honest about one thing real quick, though. If they had shown us anything, it would have suffered oh. from some 2002 fucking CGI. <laughs> oh, like, it would have looked awful. I don't need that negativity I mean, in my brain, Zach. It- it would have it would have been it would have looked so bad if they had shown us anything. Real. Unless they went the route of taking out all the seed. 
every other effect in the movie and do, doing some practical effects for Mothman, like giving him an actual no. like good suit. I don't know. No, no, no. I think no. I, it's two thousands. No, 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 no. Coming off the uh, Jar Jar hype train. Oh, no, true. no, no, I get that, but I'm saying if they, <laughs> let's say theoretically, like in an alternate universe where the 2000s was like the best era of film, uh, like, <laughs> like, 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 let's imagine that they had really great, like, practical effects in this movie and they did like a great Mothman scene in this, like, imagine how good that would have been. That would be you know really I mean? cool, you know, and I, yeah, I would get behind that. And, and I really would like, rather, and I, this is not to say... That the actual story of the Mothman prophecies, the book, and and John Keel and everything like that isn't important. But I would like, albeit probably a more fictionalized, but I would like a better big budget movie about the Mothman. Yeah, I'd like a you know right. I I'd, I I like this film because it's like the only Mothman film we got. Right. Yeah. That, right. And that's but weird too. If something too. better were to come along, holy fucking shit. Let's uh, <laughs> let's write letters. And make a petition for Jordan Peele to make a Mothman movie. Uh, Ari Aster. <laughs> or, Ari Aster oh, oh, Ari, oh, Ari Aster can make an amazing yeah, right. Mothman movie. Or oh, Robert Eggers. I'm trying to think oh if there's God. anyone... Did you see... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Did you see Robert Eggers doing, like, a Mothman movie? What else did he do? I'm sorry, I'm not... The that... Witch. Oh, oh, that'd be really cool. oh, yeah. That'd be great. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I mean, it would be really cool if there was another director of horror from West Virginia to do one. I, I think that would be the best. I don't know if there are... Argo yeah. Goosby should do one. Let's, let's get him. <laughs> there you go. He, I mean, he's, like, the authority in all things Mothman. Oh. The Mothman Festival. Yes, that's a thing. The Mothman Festival every year... Has him fucking play, and I think in the Mothman Museum, there's something to do with him. <laughs> and I also know in the Flatwoods County Monster Museum that they play his track "The Being" and have a vinyl <laughs> copy of it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> fuck, I completely forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, so, I mean, of oh. uh, yeah, of course. There's a there's a Mothman like festival. There's a statue. The statue's really weird looking. The statue is kind of strange to, looking. I need to visit the statue. It's um, interesting looking, but it looks like his... He's a moth, but it looks like his wings have been eaten away by other tiny moths. Yeah. And you're just like, why did you do that? Well, that statue's kind of what my Mothman tattoo is going to be based on. Really? That's cool. Um, I do like the statue, personally. I don't necessarily dislike it. I just think it looks kind of funny. It's a little strange, yeah. <laughs> I love Mothman's it. kind of strange, though. Uh, I do like the the idea, though, that Mothman is followed by other small, like yes. a swarm of smaller <laughs> moths, and that he's like Candyman instead of bees, oh it's God. moths. Yes. Um, Christian hated watching this movie with me, by the way, because oh, I bet. Uh, uh, as soon as uh, they found out um, that she had the uh, Mary Richard Gere's character, John. I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, John's wife gets uh, a tumor after getting into a car wreck at the very beginning. Which okay. Another little nitpicky thing here. Uh, so, right before they get into this stupid car accident, like, it's just stupid. Because um, what what does she do? She stops for something. It's not a little old lady with groceries. It's some bullshit in the road. I don't she remember. slams on the brakes for or whatever. Oh, if you had a gun but in anyway, my head, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> fucking dumb. But right before that, for no reason, married couple, been together, you know, years and years, probably drove to where they're leaving from in this same car, start making out, and then she starts driving away. He's like, so how fast can you drive this thing? And she's like, oh, pretty fast. And I'm just like, what kind of dialogue is this? A, B, you've had this 
car. You you bought this it's car with money. dialogue. <laughs> no, it's not because they had to. They financed this car. This car hasn't been paid for all the way yet. They already have looked over the spec sheet of the car, so you know realistically how fast it's able to drive. So then she starts driving it fast as a slam on the brakes and just runs her skull into the window like a dumbass. Street people dialogue. <laughs> uh, Street people say I, that shit. Like. But oh, and where I was going with that was, um, so as soon as they find out that the tumor was in her head, uh, I was just like, it's just moss. <laughs> and Chris is like, what? I'm just like, yeah, no, it's just moss in there. Because they even show on the x-ray, like, the little moth design kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. so I was just like, yeah, no, it's just moths. No, she, she got too close to the moth, man. And little, <laughs> it's little moth eggs got... See, that's what happens. See, you're in... You're in the, and this is what, the, what I said for her, to her, almost word for word. You know what? You go into the closet and you're looking for some old clothes, but there are moths in there and they've laid their eggs. So then you're wrestling around. The eggs get caught in your ear canal and they roll down the ear pipe and they get into your, into your brain. And then those eggs... Hatch, and then you get moths in your brain. Can and you then shut <laughs> up? Holy no. shit! Shut your mouth. That's a that's a theory. <laughs> that's how the Mothman was made. In fact. That's a that's a th- that's a theory for sure. Um, see, I liked this film. I don't forget fuck. I mean, I prefer if there was a better film about the Mothman, but yeah. I'm gonna get that. So this is, I'm making the best of what I got. Well, what specifically, what kind of thing, what do you, what was your, I guess, not favorite things about this film, but what do you like about it? What aspects of the film do you think work? I really, in, I said, the, 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 the dumb the, the woman dying cancer shit, like, yeah, okay, moving the plot on. But I really like the kind of stuff where it does start to get rolling in West Virginia, you know, with... I quite like the dumb phone calls with Indrid Cold, because mm-hmm. I feel like that is a way the Mothman would communicate. Yeah, no, I, I like that that part of it. I like the Indrid, I like that whole scene in the room where he's talking to Indrid Cold and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like that scene a lot. There's, there's, like I said, there's things about it that I like. There's things that I feel like are well executed, and that's one of them. I like the uh, the drawing that's made of Mothman. Oh, I love uh, those drawings. Those drawings are great. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of that, like, I think all of, like, the stuff, like, about Mothman is interesting. I just don't think, like, it's, I don't feel like it carries the movie, let's say. The like, human element is, the human element is kind of shit. The human element is shit, and that's the thing, is that that's what they're trying to carry the movie with. They're not trying to carry the movie with any of the, like, weird paranormal shit. They're trying to carry it with the melodrama, which is not what works. Yeah, that's you know because I mean? executives are stupid. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, we know that. <laughs> but they have so many weird moments of building something up only to make it mean nothing and just takes all the momentum away from everything that's going on. Like the whole thing with the with the chemical plant exploding. They drop that thing in with, well, you you called me and asked me if there'd been any accidents at the chemical plant. And he's I like, mean, no, I didn't. No, that, I didn't. Like, then he has a fun. Well, still, but he then has a five-minute phone conversation with a man saying, "That's not my voice." Yeah, it is, but it's not my voice. I didn't make that call. Well, it's your voice, but I, but I didn't call him. I didn't leave that message. I would swear in a court of law that that is your voice. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Fuck off with that. I'm sorry. Give you, me a break. You, you, you gaslighting me, bro? <laughs> you gaslighting me? <laughs> but so you have that, and then he does the whole thing with the chemical plant, and then nothing happens, and you're just like, ugh. 
And then there, what was the other one that really pissed me off? Oh yeah, his wife randomly showing up again after she's dead and like calling him and stuff. And you're just oh, like, yeah. does this have a that's point? That's the Mothman. Yeah. That's all injured cold messing with him. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's a little fucking hacky, but I, I think I like that part. I like that part about it's it. All, it's all injured cold messing with him. Yeah, but why? <sighs> I, think it's, I think is what Isaac's point is, 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 <laughs> yes. is, is why. I think... Because if you realize, if like you look at it, Indrid Cold is messing with everyone in town. Yeah. He's, he's, he's fucking with everyone, so he's, you know, drawing on, you know, and Richard Gere has that recent sad. Yeah. So he's like, hmm, yes, what can I do to manipulate this man? But my favorite thing, again, I said this at the top. Laura Linney saves this movie for me a little bit because I love how he talks to her at, when Gordon dies in the forest. And she's like, and he's, she's been, he's been dead for like eight hours. And he's like, well, he called me to told him to come back. And she's like, okay, when did he call you? And Richard Gere just has the, the face of a five-year-old being scolded and says, about an hour ago. And so like <laughs> Laura Linney actually says, I can't fucking stand this shit. And basically she describes how I feel in the whole movie. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And then I do like her little subplot, even though, again, feel like it doesn't connect, feel like it's lost, it doesn't have too much meaning. But I do like her little subplot of her dream where she's drowning with the presence, and that all happens at the end. Yeah. And it says, wake up number 37, and it turns out she would have been the 37th person to die had Richard Gere not been there. I like all of that. But it's just done That's badly. Final Destination yeah. right. vibes there. Yeah. Which they probably, because what, Final Destination was 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, they probably got like. Some sort of. They probably drew inspo from that or something at yeah. that point. Right. Not enough, clearly. Well, yeah, I mean, if it had been right <laughs> after, because Final Destination was huge at that time. Yeah. It would have been one of yeah. those things where they probably were trying to draw some sort of like, okay, if we make a, a movie kind of like that in that way, then it, maybe it'll be successful. But, but you are, but I already know what you did last summer already existed. So they, <laughs> yeah. they missed the boat on that one. Excuse me. Look, executives, <laughs> um, executives for horror movies are like 10 years far fucking behind <sighs> look at how look look at what we saw in the fucking bye bye man dude yeah you can't yeah. trust people who make movies <laughs> i would say i would okay you can't trust executives and producers sometimes oh for like most of the time no uh anything that has to do with the studio in general is typically there's something there that's not gonna work uh but i, yeah. I would say let's say that if this movie was made 10 years later probably would have been a lot better uh i yeah. think i think a part of it is that it suffered from the time period a lot uh, it yeah. suffered it suffered from yeah just that time period of film was just not ideal uh for it to come out if it had come out 10 years later when we are when we were starting to see a horror renaissance i think it could have been great and even then yeah they didn't try to make it a horror film though i mean if they went more on some of the more terrifying aspects yeah. of injured cold and the mothman might have been more successful even from that time period, but they did take this more dramatic bent to it that harms the whole thing. Right. But hell, they could have done it as a way, like they do bill it as based on true events. They could have gone like piece by piece from the book and made it kind of dry and I would have enjoyed it more because it would have been more like a documentary and like, oh, <laughs> this is information I can now share with my friends because I'm... I, I am assured that it is correct, you know? If it was a right. dry, like, docu-fiction or whatever they they call it, like, yeah. that would be more interesting than what this is. I think I think my, my basic summation 
of my thoughts on it is they just focused on the wrong things. Yeah. It it suffers from the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I and I think that's kind of all of our thoughts on it is that it did suffer from the time period largely was like maybe its biggest issue um a product of the time as they say uh but I mean but yeah well I let's let's theoretically come up with a more ideal version of it so like may like who who do we think out of those directors that we were talking about who do we think could do the best justice to it? I would say Ari Aster. Let's say I think either Ari Aster or Robert Eggers. If Robert Eggers did The Witch, I almost would vote for him more, just because of well, you know, I think Ari Aster could do the weird shit really well. You know what I mean? I don't think it would. They I, should collab. <laughs> they should do like what Del Toro's done with uh, Andre Odval oh, yeah. for scary stories yeah, and no, do it cool. together. Like, I don't know. Um, it'd be hard for me to to pick a director, but yeah, no, I feel it. To me, I don't think focusing on the crazy shit would help. I think focusing on like the real shit and then just making it very tense would be interesting. And just I don't know. Like I said, if I read the book, I might have a little bit more. Uh, knowledge about or, it to or say perhaps and, th- and like this might be. be a little hacky to do it this way but did Michael you Bay? no 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 <laughs> Come on, give me fuck, give me fuck the god no uh, <laughs> um no i had did either of you see fourth kind I wanted to. Kind? I did not. No. Okay, so fourth kind was a. Uh, it was about. It was about aliens. Right. About abductions and stuff like mm. that. And uh, one of the things about fourth kind is they had actual footage next to the recreation like footage mm. of the movie, and they would play them right next to each other in sections of the movie where you would actually be able to see that this shit actually really happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something similar to that. Like would be interesting because like you would have like yeah. the 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 transcripts of what happened, let's say, because they there wasn't footage or audio or anything mm. of it. But I would say transcripts of what happened, like while it's happening or something like that. Like try and tie it with the reality. Like like yeah. let people know that this shit actually fucking happened. You that know would what I mean? Be like, like yeah, something like that. Like that would be a lot better. Or like I said, honestly, my vote would be a more. Heavily fictionalized, but way cooler Mothman. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but build on the hype that already exists out there in the social zeitgeist already. You want to make some fucking money? Make a fucking good Mothman movie. Like, I feel like that's a no-brainer. And I don't know why it hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Because I mentioned Chupacabra earlier. Why is there no Chupacabra movie? <laughs> There's not really a whole lot of great cryptid movies. Let's yeah. Say. There's a lot of great alien movies, but there's not a whole lot like of Like the great... Wendigos in Pet Cemetery. That's the only one I know out of the top of my head. Well, if Wendigos in the book, but not. Yeah. I, is, is he in the. the re- he's, he's in the remake, in, said, yeah, but not in the really remake. in the remake. He just kind of. Right. Exists. He's not really in the remake. But again, that's about the only movie I know that even focuses on a cryptid. Right. I mean, unless you talk about really focus on it, though. What you're not counting Harry and the Hendersons? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, you to- are you not? Are you not counting as what was it? My Little Bigfoot. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you're not counting <laughs> Shrek. I'm not counting Alf. God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> oh wait, he's an alien. <laughs> he's an alien life form. In fact, <laughs> I don't know. Are are ogres cryptids? No, ogres are no. onions. That's right. Or what? Uh, onions. Ogres. Oh, I thought you like said onions. I thought you said undead. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Th- there's a lot of shows that focus on cryptids. Of course, Supernatural was like the biggest one. Was there? 
Yeah, yeah Supernatural was all about cryptids, and X Files, of course, had a lot of cryptids. X Files, I mean, X Files had a Mothman episode. They That's did true. have a Mothman episode. That's true. Yeah, uh, it's better than the Mothman prophecies. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. um, the world is actually suffering for there not being good X Files anymore. I know that they had that like new season that came out, but there was only that one episode that was good. And so I still haven't seen the new season. I need to. My dad said it was really good. But, uh, but no. I think that's because my wrong. dad really just fucking loves the X-Files. Yeah, no. I mean, you can love the X-Files, but also know that the new season is kind of garbage most of the time. There's a couple episodes. There's a season. couple good episodes. Yeah, but the overall arc is dumb as, dumb as hell. Dumb, the, as, the, dumb as a box. There's around. an episode with Reese Darby, and oh. it's fucking oh, so good. The, um, oh, no, you, oh, no. I know which episode that is. That was from, like, not the last season, but actually the, right. the yeah, season the, the, before that. The first, the, the coming back season. When yeah, they I had liked the, that episode. Oh, that episode's amazing. No, 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 no. That's, no, that's what, what we're, we're saying. saying. <laughs> that's, we're saying that is the best episode. Uh, no, but we, no, I don't think either of us have seen the most recent I season. I have not. No. My dad has. Uh, he said it was good. And it focused. Oh, I'll watch it. I just know that it focused on what happened at the end of that season. It, as long as they didn't have, did they bring back fucking... We're getting off topic. No, oh, we'll talk about the X Files. Uh, final <laughs> thoughts on Mothman. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, let's, okay. Moth GF. Moth GF. Moth okay. Uh, rating. Uh, uh, one and a half Mothman wings. Is, no. is what I'm going to give it. No, mm -hmm. I give it two fucking ostrich heads in the sand and they're fucking playing video games underneath the sand and then like a lawnmower comes by and fucking like whacks at their knees and what they the kick the guy <laughs> driving the lawnmower. Shut up. <laughs> Three and a half plays of Genus Unknown by Blitz Kid. There you oh, go. Because it's a, the song that Yeah, we know. But, we yeah. did a horror punk episode, remember? If if you <laughs> if you have a dwindling attention span, I would say, <laughs> like most people do nowadays, watch if this. You, if you if you a dumb bitch, don't don't, don't try. You really gotta be in the mood to concentrate on this film. Not even that. You really? Would, it's you, not even that. Ugh. Even even if you have more than a passing interest in Mothman, I would say don't even bother. Like I personally, I would say don't even bother because I would say read Mothman prophecies. Read, yeah, the, read book. the book. Just read the book. Don't watch. And it. I don't want to sound like a fucking elitist snob or whatever, but yeah, read the fucking book. The book is a lot better. I imagine, even though none of us have it read has it. To be. it has it to has be. be. It has it's to be. It has to be. On my laptop. Why haven't I read it yet? Oh, yeah, because I never fucking reached it anymore. Right, yeah. Right. Dr. Jekyll um, was the last thing I read in, like, a year. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot. There, The movie the, the movie just sucks. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I, I've already, I've, I've actually, you know, worked out all of my anger issues with it now. It just sucks. Streaming into a microphone has an effect like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, so uh, yeah, I, I just say the movie is uh, is below average is all I'm going to say about it's it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's all we have for this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to us shout about this. Uh, <laughs> especially Isaac. Isaac was really getting some aggression. Out, I, was, some sort of... I was really hot about something that left me totally cold. As I said... Isaac had some opinions. And if you're listening to this moth man, call me back, please. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. We I'm love sorry. you. Enjoy, I hate man. this movie. I hope we you enjoyed you. this episode. <laughs> I enjoyed Isaac screaming. <laughs> yeah. uh, bye. Bye. Bye.